0: Recorded at the Running Age studio, you're listening to Venture Tabernacle. It's like venture capital, except that the investment is made in your soul. This is where America hangs out to talk about anything and everything from a biblical perspective. I'm your host, Ty Hervey. Join me as we learn to view the world through the objective lens of the Bible. That's right, everybody. We are back for another episode of the Sunday Sermon where we are going through the gospel according to Mark, verse by verse and story by story. Last week, we saw in the summary of Mark's story of Jesus so far, all the miracles that Jesus has done and the deity of who he is. And we saw the imperative for us to spread the news of Jesus Christ everywhere we go. Today, we are looking at the calling of the 12 apostles. Now, these are men who accomplished great things for God in their time. The apostles and their associates wrote the New Testament. They healed the sick, cast out demons, and got to spend more time with Jesus during his ministry than anyone else. These are what you might call the rock stars of the Christian world. People that we look up to, and if we're not careful people we might idolize and so easily thought that these 12 men were perfect and did everything right but the reality is actually far from that no in reality these were 12 men who were distinguished only by the fact that they were each ordinary before Jesus brought them together and what we're going to see here is perhaps for me one of the greatest encouragements in scripture because we don't have to be rock stars to serve Jesus in fact God has used ordinary men and women to serve him since the beginning of time. With that in mind, let's jump straight in to 12 ordinary men in Mark chapter 3, verse 13 through 19. And it says this, And he went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him and he might send them out to preach, and have authority to cast out demons. He appointed the twelve, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder, Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him? So what we see here is Jesus officially naming his 12 apostles or disciples. Up to this point, he has called a few of them to follow him already, but this is the moment when they go full time. And interestingly enough, at this moment, there were a lot of people who were following Jesus. In other words, there were more than 12 on the mountain when Jesus selected his group of 12 so the question arises in my mind, why is it that Jesus picked the 12 that he picked? Because if you look at this group of people and you study where they came from and their skill sets, the truth is they didn't offer much. None of them had any formal theological training in the Bible. None of them came from high political positions and none of them fit into the religious system of the day. In fact, they came from a lot of different walks of life. Some were fishermen, some were tax collectors, some were crazy zealots, as is described of Simon. By the way, a zealot is the religious radicals of their day who were trying to overthrow the Roman government. And it really was an unlikely group of people to come together. And apart from the calling of Jesus, this group really wouldn't have had much, if anything, to keep them together. Which is a good side note to see in this text that when we serve God, we might do that beside people who look very different and live very different lives than us. Before I came to the church that I'm at, I was serving at a large Baptist church in Dallas, and those people really love God. And I'm so glad that I got to know them, but they were very different than me. There were a lot of people that I really didn't have anything in common with other than the fact that we both wanted to spread the gospel. And let me tell you what, that is okay. See, just like the disciples were all very different, it's not a bad thing to work with people who are not like you to spread God's word. But the one thing that these men all had in common was that they were ordinary people who Jesus called To something bigger than themselves. And that is why I said at the beginning of this episode that this passage is so encouraging to me, because what the disciples accomplished for God was nothing short of amazing. Everything we do as a church now, 2,000 years later, is still built on the back of what the apostles did. These ordinary people were used by God to do extraordinary things that changed the world and history forever. You and I, we may be ordinary people, but that is actually an advantage when it comes to serving God. You know why? Because when God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things, who gets the credit? It's not a trick question. God gets the credit. You see, if I picked up a 10,000 pound truck in front of you, it would be obvious that I did not do that on my own power. I'm a young guy, I'm in pretty good shape, but at the end of the day, I only weigh 160 pounds. But if I introduce an outside force, well suddenly, this impossible task of lifting a 10,000 pound truck becomes possible. So what do you do when your truck has a flat on the side of the road? You use a jack and pick the truck up. And change the tire. When we, as ordinary people, do amazing things for God, He gets the glory, which is how it is supposed to be. And that's why God loves to use people like you and I, because when we serve Him and do amazing things, He gets the glory. And that's why I love to talk about my testimony as often as I can, because God has done some pretty awesome things in and through my life. And when I talk about those things, if you really know me, it should be obvious that I did not do those things alone or on my own power. Your testimony is one of your most powerful tools for showing people what God can do. And here's what I want you to hear out of this word. God can use you to do amazing things if you'll just be obedient. You don't have to be the most popular person or know the most about the Bible, or be the most outgoing to serve God. You just need to be willing to say yes to God. And so I'd leave you with a question that I'd ask you to ponder. Where is God calling you to greater service that you just need to say yes? You may not be qualified, but that's okay. God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And each of us are called to follow Jesus and be obedient to his commands. The disciples, the twelve apostles, brought nothing to the table except obedience. And God used them to change the world forever. That can be your story too, if you let God use you. And that marks the end of this episode of the Venture Tabernacle Podcast. We are so glad to have you tuning in. If you got value out of the show, please leave a five-star review or share this episode with somebody who needs to hear that the Lord can use them to change the world. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place.